Good afternoon and welcome back to the Conservatarian Exchange on the Liberty Block, hosted today by Ed, Ed, Mike, and myself, Steve. Welcome, everyone. Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. Okay. Mike, you got the best smile for the moment. Ah. What's on your mind? You're going to put me on the spot. I knew it. Right? I, I, if you knew it, you would be on the spot. You want a big story of the week? I, I don't know. I mean, to me, the, the, the biggest thing that continues to happen is uh, going after Trump. And, uh, you know, it just, it ne never, it's not gonna, it's not gonna end. He's gonna be indicted for jaywalking next. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say at this point. Jaywalking under aggravated circumstances. Yeah, you know. Which, which part, I mean, we're not yet at Georgia, right? We're still, yeah. current indictment, which may or may not incur a death penalty or something. <laughs> and this is the one. One second. The, the federal, the federal case, yeah, the federal the case. Six. The federal case, right? And he tried to overturn democracy and the American right. way, and yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Too which, late. Which we did talk about somewhat last week, but you know, I mean, now now we're starting to things are still going to be heating up really, really quickly. I mean, we've got the first debate in what two weeks? Two weeks. Yeah. From now that's a that's a question. Two, you two guys weeks from today. Do you guys want to uh, delay our podcast until the evening of that uh, after the debate? So we watch the debate and then have the podcast afterwards. Uh, it, what it's time up to is you. the debate? I think it's like eight. Sure. Uh, but we, it'd be late at night. Yeah. Something to think about. It is. All right. But but yeah. obviously, you know, two weeks from now, things are going to start heating up. And. We're going to start to see just how much of a factor all this stuff is in, in, the, in the campaign. Did you hear that Trump has now modified his uh, I am not going to come to the debate uh, uh, stance to like, well, I'm thinking oh. about it. Um, so what do you think, guys? Do you think Trump will attend the debate or do you think he'll skip it? So I think I made the oh. uh, nasty comment a while back that his narcissism can't let him skip it. Exactly. That, that remains to be seen. So well, I, I think that if Tucker would do would have been willing would be willing to do an interview with him, he would do a Tucker interview in a heartbeat. Um, Mike, why do you think that this is going to change anything? Having debates, debates almost never change. Well, anything. I, I don't, I'm not saying it's the debate. I'm saying that the primary season is kicking off, and things are going to be heating up. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out and and what happens with. With with Trump and all the legal issues that are going on, I think to answer to Stephen's question, I think that if Trump had his druthers, he would not appear. And if he does appear, it's only because he feels pressure from not from his people, but he feels like if he doesn't show up, it's going to hurt his chances to win. And um, it could go I either way. I don't think he wants to show up. I think that he's. His whole strategy has been to bluff and to try and push people out of the out of the race. And so far, it hasn't worked. Uh, Trump's Trump's history is that he doesn't admit mistakes. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe I, I mean, I kind of if you ask me right now, do I think he's going to show up? My answer is no, I don't think he's going to show up. And I want to argue on something you said a minute ago, that debates don't make a difference. Don't they sometimes knock people out of the race? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if you have a Rick Perry moment, sure. But 
I mean, there have been some debate moments over the years that or have somebody really really, hurt some you know, If somebody coming out of the debate gets absolutely no bump and he wasn't doing, he or she wasn't doing that well anyway, I thought historically it could keep people, you know. My counter example to that is Mike Pence is still in the race. Asa <laughs> not Hutchinson. after the debate. Asa <laughs> Hutchinson is still in the race. Until the debate, I, I, I'm saying. You know, I, I, I got to say again, you know, these polls that are um, so far out, I, I don't trust any of these polls that are so far out. Remember, every poll is a push poll until you get to like the last week. Mm -hmm. So the polls showing Mike Pence with 5% support, I, I, I swear. Yeah. That's too high, Ed? I mean, yeah. find, find one individual who is not named Pence or Mrs. Pence, or Pence Jr., and find one person who mm -hmm. thinks Mike Pence should be the Republican nominee, I swear, I will give up. I'll, I'll just retire from this whole political pundit thing no, forever. Well, what about Asa Hutchinson and Chris Christie? And I mean, I guess right. there probably are a few Nikki Haley and Tim Scott people, but nobody thinks Chris Christie can be president. Including I don't know. Asa I, Hutchinson. I, 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 you know, it's not... It's not who do you think is going to win the presidency. It's, it's like if you had your choice, who do you think would make the best president? You know, and there are people who like Nikki Haley and there are people who like Chris Christie. I mean, Chris Christie's kind well, of a bombastic. I, I don't know. I don't know how many of those are. Out there. Well, he was elected governor <laughs> twice of New Jersey. You live in New Jersey. You probably well, voted bar for him. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you you probably even voted for him, right? I mean, it's it's not impossible for. Chris Christie. Did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know. I can tell you, I did not vote for him either time. <laughs> oh wow, you did not vote for Christie either time. That's amazing. Um, I didn't I, vote Democrat I, either, but uh, I could not vote for that guy. He was just too awful. Well, he is. Uh, he you is know, very meme-worthy, and he would be. Uh, he's great for me. You know, um, Trump is like testing out his uh, nicknames now. I think he took one away from Hillary and gave it to somebody else. And now it's Little Mike or something. Am I the only one so beyond tired of that ridiculousness? And is that what's going to make him go on the stage so he can belittle other people? I, I think yeah. that Trump, well, you know, Trump had a had a, a kind of a fresh brashness in 2015, 2016 that you know, no one had ha had heard in a political candidate before. And so it was kind of like, what the hell is going on? He's like saying what he thinks instead of like everything being perfectly scripted and focus mm -hmm. group tested. And I, I think that was part of his, um, you know, and it, his nicknames for people. I think that was part of his charm. But I like it is old now. You know, it's sure. like eight years later. It's getting old. Right. But a leopard doesn't change its spots. Well, right. you know, you oh. think you'll I don't be think able to learn. I don't think it's getting learn. old. I think what's getting, I don't think that the, the attacks are getting old. I think it's the indiscriminateness of the attacks that's getting old. When he was attacking Jeb, when he was attacking Hillary, when he was attacking people that deserve to be t attacked, we were all behind him. I mean, even people that, I mean, I didn't even support him in 2016, but I was all for those attacks. His, his attacks on Cruz, alienated me in 16 forget about that i think that the attacks today are just they're broad they're too broad based they're they're attacks on the republican party and if he wants to attack that way 
I'm not saying that there's not a market for a third party. He might be able to succeed as a third party where Perot couldn't. But I think what's getting old is the indiscriminateness of the attacks and attacking good and bad indiscriminately. That's that's what's getting old. Uh, and to use a four-letter word, he spews, um, in my opinion. Now, DeSantis fired his chief of staff or something, the head guy of the campaign, and brought somebody else along. Again, is that desperation? Is it normal adjustment? Is it reality? Does it matter? I mean, it could matter, you know, depending on how he changes. And they just pile on. It's just another admission of another misstep. Or is he actually going to? I mean, honestly, I don't think a lot of people are paying that much attention there just yet. And we'll we'll see in two weeks what happens and where we go from there. I do. I do. You know. Again, you can't trust the polls, but from what I've been reading is that uh, uh, DeSantis is not doing so well. And I, I think it. I think I see it. You know, I see it when I hear him. He just doesn't connect with real people. I, I think it's the same thing that Ted Cruz had in 2015 and 2016. He, he, he was like. Like there was this video of Ted Cruz back in like 2015 talking to like random people on the street. Just somebody came up to him and he was talking to random people on the street and he was talking like a normal human being and he was making good arguments and he was back and forth. And it was great. It was a wonderful video. And it showed that he was like a human being and not like this program robot. But then he gets up on stage and it's all focus group program robot stuff. And I, I think. DeSantis is falling into that same trap. He he really has to. I I think the Republican voters want authenticity. I you know for, what for all of his faults, and we could have a whole show on all of his faults. Uh, Trump is Trump. You know, I mean, I think he's. I, I don't think he's hiding beside behind yeah. some sort of facade, right? I mean, I think he is what he is, and that's kind of what the. And, and a lot of that is also entertaining, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason his shows on TV was popular, you know? Right. I, mean, I, it, I, just, I just think people need, want more authenticity. And I think this ties back into the, what we were just saying, you guys were saying a few minutes ago about Trump. I think, I think that he's, DeSantis needs to differentiate himself from Trump. He needs to not just differentiate, but he needs to be that same kind of rash person. He needs to show that he is willing to go on attack mode because that is what the Republican Party, what the Republican well, voters want. They want somebody who will attack. And if well, DeSantis is not willing to attack, people are going to move back from him to Trump. That's you're, talk you're talking about attacking his opponents, right? Yes. Okay. Because not enough. No, it's not enough. He's he's attacking Biden every day. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing. This is why I think Trump's decision about this first debate is important, because if he doesn't show up, they're all going to be going after DeSantis and he's going to have to do what you're saying he should be doing. And that might actually work in his favor. If he if he's going to be all going to be coming after. He better have it in him because if Trump's not on that stage with him, they're all going to be going after him. And if Trump is on the stage with him, they're going to go after Trump. Is but it, well, him. No, but the, the, they're all they're also going to be turning their guns on Trump, especially like Chris Christie. So if DeSantis is up there and there's no Trump up there, 
we're going to find out right away if he's going to do what you're saying he should be doing. And it could very well work in his favor and against Trump. I got to think I, that I, if this I, could be the opposite. If Trump's not there, they could just dump on Trump for being a coward the whole time. And I, I, don't, know. I, I don't tend to, I, I, you know, let's, to be honest, I think Vivek is the best sort of speaker and the best kind of public communicator of all of these people. I mean, Pence, plastic, you know, Christy bombastic, uh, um, you know, Nikki Haley scripted. I, I think Vivek actually has a lot of interesting things to say, and he can say it in a very interesting. I have a feeling that unless DeSantis really gets some advice on presentation. He, he, he has he has good policies, but he has just terrible presentation. I think Vivek is going to be the big winner. I'm going to sit here and say Vivek is going to, you know, and Oxford's file the debate, right? Who goes up the most? You know, that's, the, that's the thing. It's like, who goes up the most? Um, I, I tend to think that Vivek can only win unless he does something really, really stupid. Um, that's a question. Who decides who won and based on what? I don't know. We all each decide who wins it, based it, on our no, own. The press it, always it, comes out and says this one won. Who decides it and, and well, why do we buy it? I'm going to decide it right now. Nothing big ever happens at these debates. They're all show and they're nothing else. Every once in a while, unless you, you make a, a big mystery moment. Huh? Unless there's a big mistake. Right, exactly. Every now and then, you know, Rick Perry will get up on the stage and tell you he's got three reasons to do something and he can only remember two and he blacks out like he's, a, yeah. you know. Well, remember uh, uh, Ron, Ron Paul taking down uh, Giuliani back in 2008 and also uh, uh, the congressman from, uh, I'm terrible in names these days, my mind is going Dave. Um, the congressman from uh, Hawaii. Uh, taking down uh, Kamala in the oh um, um, what's her name the yes one who's exactly for Tucker sometimes uh, oh, right right oh, yeah, Tulsi, like, Tulsi. Tulsi, Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard yeah Tulsi Gabbard really hammered Kamala at the um, at the debates uh, mm -hmm. um, in in 2020 and just destroyed her candidacy now of course Biden resurrected her as the vice president but still. She she had no support after that at all. Um, so uh, I, I think, think it will call the field be. a little bit, if nothing else. I mean, you know, things but, can happen. Dan Quayle got crushed in a debate with one moment, saying he was no John Kennedy, and Reagan destroyed uh, Mondale by saying he won't make age an issue in the campaign. Remember that so stuff. Right, happened. and and this and <laughs> this is my oh, all it takes is one moment. And I, you know, I don't know whether you guys are old enough, but I was old enough to see the first Reagan uh, 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 debate, I think, in, uh, was it the primary? Where, where he said, I'm paying yeah. for this microphone. And he, oh, yeah. He sort, he sort of won yeah. the presidency in that, uh, in that moment because, I don't know. The nomination, at least. Just, yeah, yeah just, just sitting back and being passive when 
like a moderator says something or, or something. That is not a good look for a president of the United States. But when somebody turns off your microphone and you say, hey, I paid for that microphone, you turn that on, it made him look like, oh, he might actually fight. He, you know, well, he might actually. Well, and that's what I was saying about he, DeSantis, Ed. He's, yeah. He hasn't shown that he's willing to fight. Right. Right. Well, thing. I mean, he has in Florida. He fights in Florida, but he needs to show that he's got the passion to fight for what's right in the correct. You know, in and the he, debate. Exactly. Right. He's shown it in Florida, but as a presidential candidate, you mentioned Pence being robotic. I mean, he's like a te- DeSantis okay. is almost like a technocrat. You know, you want somebody who's just really smart and will run the bureaucracy and run the government. Vote for DeSantis. No, that's yeah, not well, what I you mean, want. Yeah, after three years of Fauci and Burks and Rochelle Walensky and all of these other technocrats running our lives, the last thing we want is someone who says, I can run the technocrats better than. You know, I heard, I heard a clip of DeSantis and I don't remember who was asking it, but he made the very, I thought, great comment that, you know, there's different rules for states and federal and I'm not going to do in the federal government and I'm going to under the Constitution. I thought it was a pretty intelligent answer. I thought it wasn't an answer that I'm going to lead the country as a technocrat. I just I don't know if people are paying attention to him or not. Uh, allegedly, he taught uh, he was in conversation with RFK Jr. And, uh, you know, they were talking about what they would do with like the out of control FBI. There's a story on that uh, later we want to get to um, the and uh, uh RFK said something on the order of, well, I know how to you know, reform them and cut them and make them, it put them back into their box, basically. And, and you know, what would you do? And, and DeSantis said, I would burn it all down. And I think all of us are on the burn it all down, right? I mean, like, abolish the FBI, completely fire every single person. Like, that, that's the plan. And I think if he, if he, came out like that, like really decisive. Now, like, we all know that that's going to be impossible to abolish the That's There's too much institutional inertia. And there's too much of the fact that the president doesn't have any power and the people don't have any power, et cetera, et cetera. But at least saying that um, would would at least fire up some of the base to be supportive of it. Okay, but, my other know, question and, is, I didn't hear the whole clip I'm as guilty as anybody, just a tidbit that he said, of course, Trump lost the election. Is that going to hurt him? Was that a smart move to even go there? I know they're pushing everybody, and I'll bet they're going to ask that question, the first question. It'll yeah. be like Megyn Kelly got your question. Yeah, I don't know what you mean by lost the election. Obviously, the, the real election, the real election is the election in the Electoral College, and Trump did, in fact, lose that. So I, I, you know, I. But it's hard for every candidate to take a stance, and I think they're going to try and make him take a stance on that. Yeah. And by, you know, make them swear to accept the results and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Who's who's moderating this uh, so-called debate? Uh, That's an excellent question. I think that is a good one. First of all, it's none of us, right? Unfortunately, they are not. We could always sponsor one. Oh, heck. (laughs) That would be fun. (laughs) Uh, Fox Business. While you're looking that up, Ed, let me just say, I think that was a really stupid thing for DeSantis to say. Yeah. 
everybody, at least on the Republican side, thinks that Trump, that the election was stolen or might have been stolen. And to concede but, the point is, is there's no gain to it. You're, you're, you're marketing yourself to people that aren't on your side anyway. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you they, do the same thing every politician does. I don't want to talk about the past. I want to talk right. about. I think that would have been smart. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I think you could skirt it by, you know, skirting around the whole issue of voter fraud and be like, listen, the Democrats rigged the game the last time around. They ran to every court around. They got the rules changed and all, everything like that. I, I don't know what happened when when the lights went went out or the windows were boarded up in a lot of these places. But what I what I do know is even the Democrats were complaining about there being vulnerability with our elections for over a decade. I mean, I think there's ways to deal with it if, if you're smart. How about saying how about saying, of course, it was stolen. There's no way that Joe Biden, who we can all see <laughs> dementia aid old. Got 81 million votes, but that said, well, that like, made a lot of mistakes, yeah. and he has to own those mistakes, including allowing the fraud to happen in the first place. Right. Not that hard. Okay. I mean, it's not a hard question. So it's uh, the the moderators, Brett Bear from Fox News and Martha McCallum uh, from Fox News. Those are the now Brett Bear. You know, he's he's an establishment guy, but he seems to be a fair guy. He's not he's not a gotcha guy. Uh, right. he, uh, I, I, I don't know Martha McCallum as well, to be honest, because I haven't watched Fox News. In, what? You didn't go to my sister's school, but anyway. Eight, eight years? <laughs> I haven't watched Fox News in eight years. So I, I, I don't know Martha McCallum. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I expect Brett Baer would be straight up. I, I don't know. Yeah, he seems like Martha, a stand-up. You know, I mean... But you never know how they're going to play this game of they want to try to be fair or they want to ask whatever kind of question, just like. But they, we agree the question of whether the election was stolen is going to come up. Yeah, because it's a well, great I question to put uh, people on the spot. Of course, and it's going to come up in the in the uh, in the general, <laughs> whether it's Trump or somebody else, it's going to come up. Yeah, you know? but I think it's more interesting in a Republican debate because they squirm. And what's Mike Pence going to do? <laughs> you know, he's probably in the weirdest situation. Not that it matters. He's busy pumping. But, but on, a, on another note, it's going to help weed some of these guys out. And we, we kind of know what Asa Hutchinson is going to say. We know what Chris Christie's probably going to say. So let them go ahead and, and you know, throw some more dirt on, over their, their graves. And again, you know, going back to Trump spewing, making fun of, oh, Christie's probably eating now. Don't call him a fat pig. I'm I just it's just not for me. I don't know. I want a little dignity. Well, th that's, I guess, to the challenge, you know, because, you know, Ed is saying DeSantis needs to fight. But you got to fight the right way that you are. Showing some dignity, people still want something out of their president. They they don't want some of the. the so the, sure that the what's Trump's... the evidence for that? Ooh. I mean, it's Biden one giant. It's, Come on, it's a man. giant uh, I mean, reality TV show, right? Even when I was on board with Trump, and, and I, and, you know, look, I didn't vote for him in 2016. He earned my vote, vote in 2020. I, I liked a lot of the things he, he was doing, but it was still cringeworthy every time, like when he was on Twitter and all this stuff. It's like, it is the presidency. Let's try to bring some. 
But you know what? It's that not just Trump. Thing. I mean, Biden Biden has been a despicable human being, too. Well, of course. Obama was that. a despicable human being. A lot of them have been. So is LBJ. I mean, really was... back, the, the last guy <laughs> who had any respect for the office was W. I mean, I leave aside. Oh, I don't think so. He's, he was. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. I, I, I hear you. He, he had respect for the office. I go back to Reagan be the last one to have respect for the office. But, um, I mean, I, the, Calvin Coolidge had respect but, for the Bush, office. Bush won. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and say he had disrespect for the office. But listen, oh, it's much I more mean, old school then, but. Like like to see a, something a little better than Trump delivered, on in, in terms of that, you can still fight, you still still be tough, you can still take on your political opponents. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, what are the Vegas people saying if Trump's going to show up or not? Anybody follow bookies? <laughs> I don't know. We'd have to look online. I don't know. What was what's that site where you bet on uh, that? Points bet. A, is that points bet? I don't, or, know. But there's I don't another know. one. There's another one that people use for politics. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I forget what it – let me see if I can find it on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> Four old guys who can't remember anything talking about politics. That's us. Okay, guys. Oh, I'm going to give you the tip to make you wealthy. What's the parlay? Okay. <laughs> we, need a, we need a parlay. You guys give me 100 bucks each. I'm going to okay. bet, and you bet 50 to 1 against me, you guys will come out very wealthy. Because whoever I bet. Yes, that's right. Do the yeah. No, that's my, that's, that's my <laughs> usual thing. And so I don't handle any money because I buy high and sell low. That's my investment strategy my entire life has been to buy high and sell low. So someone once asked other me, people uh, do that. Someone I, once I, asked me to use my connections upstairs, as it were, to bless their um, ticket. And I said, trust me, you do not want me to bless your raffle ticket. And in second, mm-hmm. they won. Now, <laughs> it's a small raffle, but I, I do have some influence. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah, God, is, God is usually God's usually willing to make deals. Yeah. I got to get my Mega Millions ticket today. Right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I guess the only other story is he's probably going to get indicted in Georgia, right? Yeah. Certainly. And that'll be what that's yeah. for, isn't it? Um, I, I'm losing track. <laughs> I, I don't. What is again, this one for? Not being a lawyer, but I, I, you know, he he called he called the governor of Georgia and asked him to find twelve. Oh votes. yeah, eleven thousand votes or whatever, some thousand votes. The point is that you know, was that stupid? Yes. Was that I don't think that was stupid. No. Anymore. He he wasn't telling him to invent votes. I don't think telling that him to, to go and find the ones he thought were there. I think it I mean, was stupid to think his phone call is not going to hit the airwaves. Yeah, especially with Kemp, who's such a rhino. It was, again, I, 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 want, I want the half of Trump that was good and, and the other half of Trump that wasn't good. I, he could leave at the door. But that there, you only get the whole Trump. That's the problem. I don't think that phone call was any worse than his uh, quote perfect phone call with Ukraine. Mm-hmm. I think which, it's just been totally, you know, which been, is vindicated. Uh, it's vindicated, been vindicated. With a capital V, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and I don't think there's anything wrong with saying find the votes that were stolen. I just, I, I don't I, think there's anything wrong with what he did no. there. I think 
I think what's been wrong with Trump's, def- I mean, there's been a lot of things I could criticize about his defense strategy. But if I'm going to just make one large overarching point, it's that he's not showing that he's a leader of the Republican Party. He is not able to get the Republican Party behind him. His his demand that people just follow him and g- get out of the race is not working. And OK, I mean, I didn't agree with that strategy from the beginning, but he needs to be able to say, OK, the Democrats continue to come after me. I need to unite the Republican Party. And if it means I need allies, then it means I need allies. But if I don't get allies and I just keep alienating everybody, I'm going to wind up in jail. And he's he's not stupid. He know he has to know that. I don't I mean, that's I'm, stupid about it. I'm not even sure he wouldn't mind going to jail. I think what you're hitting on is this pure narcissism. And it is all about him and not the Republican Party and not the country, not anything else. It's literally him against the world. The, look, the whole speech, the whole talk about will he show up at a debate? He's above the fray. Let everybody else beat each other up because I'm special. And that, that's what I what think. I'm, and what I'm saying is he should be talking God help me with McConnell, with McCarthy, with Vivek, yes, with DeSantis, with, with all of them. And the, uh, he should he should be following. He should look at what Vivek has been saying. Vivek has been very clear that he is in the race. He's not dropping out. He's he thinks he's better than Trump, but that what Trump is doing is completely unacceptable. And there's no reason why Trump can't be saying his side of that same story. He could, he should be standing up and uniting the Republican Party be, uh, together against what the Democrat prosecutors are doing to him. Instead, he's alienating anybody who doesn't just blindly follow him. And it's, it, I mean, maybe there was a universe where it would have worked, but this universe, it's not working. In what way do you say he's alienating? If you're not with me, you're against me. I mean, look at that. Said, that it's all me, 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 me. That's what I see. But it's all Kirchlichter has said many times that uh, if you're not willing to interview for a job, I'm not willing to hire you. And that this is a this is yep. a job that is yep. this is you work for us, Mr. Trump, you know, or DeSantis or whatever. You work for us. Correct. We're the boss. You've got to tell us why we should hire you. It's not like it's my turn. That's what killed Hillary. Because she didn't have a campaign other than it was my turn, and I, I and and Trump can't do it's my turn again. He cannot do it. He will lose. I, he'll lose the Biden. I mean, independent of any cheating, uh, you know, it's it's a losing strategy. Oh. Um, so he's got to tell people why they should vote for him. Right. And stop the issue, the issue, obvious. though, is he's he's probably got a third. Of Republican voters in his back pocket at this point, anyway. Probably. You know, I mean, to say it, this still is an underdog. Um, and until fun. until the the field thins out, we'll see. I don't think you know, that makes him an those, underdog. I, those first I mean, few states. How many how many race how many election cycles have we gone through where the guy who was leading in August didn't even make it to Iowa or didn't make it to Super Tuesday? I hear you. I mean. I, I agree with that generally, but this is different because you've got a guy who was the president running again. That is not unprecedented, but very unusual. Mm-hmm. That's true. So. <laughs> okay. 
Um, Ed P, what's your biggest? Yes, sir. What's your biggest issue with the weed? Well, I, there. Uh, okay, so long time ago, there's this journalist named Andy No, um, and he uh, posted videos. He went out and posted videos and part participated as an observer in a lot of the protests that were going on in Portland, Oregon, the, the Antifa protests. And um, he got to be relatively infamous to the point where Antifa would beat him up. Um, so he would, you know, send associates to do the filming and he would he would then post the videos too. Um, sort of like the same way Tim Pool has, he can't go anywhere and be a journalist anymore. Um, but he continually got beaten up by Antifa, and he um, he finally sued uh, in civil court uh, the Antifa people who beat him, yeah, who he alleged beat him up, and um, the he was uh, represented by someone from Harmeet Dillon's uh, Center for American Liberty, and um, you know he had all the evidence, so the. Interesting thing is the uh, the uh, the jury obviously was petrified because it was in Portland. Um, the uh, people had been trying to dox the jury, and um, the judge didn't move the proceeding somewhere else uh, in Washington State, which of course is what. She should have done. Um, the his his lawyer was threatened inside the courthouse, uh, and um, the the um, looking through this article, the uh, the prosecutor I, or, or the de de defense attorney for the people who he was suing identified herself as a member of Antifa um, to the jury, uh, and I. I think it was uh, it was wildly it was I'm trying to find the exact quote, but she said something on the order of looking at the jury in her sum up in her summation. She said, I will remember all of your faces. So she identified herself as part of Antifa. She said, I remember all the faces. The lawyer was threatened in the courthouse. Uh, the judge said that there was attempted uh, jury interference, but she refused to move the trial. And of course, the jury came back uh, not liable for the Antifa defendant. So Andy No has lost his uh, case in Portland. Uh, that is a huge story again because it does mean that you know once again our judicial system has been shown to be um, swayable by threats of violence. And, uh, you know, I feel bad for Andy because he did he did really good work. I, I followed him on Twitter um, forever because he, he tends to have firsthand reports from these things. So you get to see what actually happened rather than having filtered through the press. Um, and he's had to move out of the Portland area because uh, too many people are, um, you know, it's too, it's too violent. You just can't, mm -hmm. you just can't stay there. And, mm -hmm. you know, Antifa, it, 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 Antifa's an idea. It's not a group. It's such nonsense. 
Um, you know, it's it's essentially a terrorist organization, and it's the SA. It's the if the FBI is the SS, Antifa is the SA, and um, and worth noting, this is a simple suit. We don't even need you know reasonable doubt. Preponderance, preponderance of evidence. Your hill to climb. Um, oh, easy, the yeah. chilling effect of this, obviously, is yeah. mind-boggling. Um, I don't know if there's a parallel between this and the 7-Eleven beatdown. But again, you know, the message is if you're in the wrong, you win. And if you're in the right, you lose. And we're going to find some legal detail or whatever to pin it on. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put but. this. I'm not, our people can't see it, but it's a good it's a town hall uh, column. That goes through everything by um, by Mia Cappell, who called the jury's verdict in the Andy No case against Antifa since shot. Did anybody think he had a chance? Well, I mean, he, all the facts were on his side, right? Oh, but, come on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Other than well, that, and uh, you know, apparently, just skimming it and listening to you for two seconds, the judge was not particularly uh, keeping things in balance. Yeah, I mean, we we have the Judge Ito effect, right? I mean, you know, the huh. whole uh, uh, judges as as uh, TV stars now, you know, and uh, the you know a typical murder trial will last a week, two weeks, maybe three weeks at the outside, and and the OJ case lasted nine months, but I think that's the uh, and you know. That's ridiculous, right? I mean, it's ridiculous. Isn't it and, interesting? We assume that 30 years later, everybody's familiar with Dragito. <laughs> Time has flown. Yeah, I guess oh. nobody knows who Dragito is. He went into hiding after that trial. Right? Yeah. He, to this day, he's never spoken out publicly about it. So, well, judge, so that's my big story can. of the week. You know, the, the corruption of, of the judiciary... Uh, along these political lines where if you're in these blue cities where uh, this gangs, this, violent gangs, Portland it has Antifa, but other cities have other violent gangs um, where they control the, um, mm -hmm. the streets. And, and, and in a lot of senses, they're, they're ideologically aligned with the people who are, uh, in the institutions of power, um, you, you know, get out, get out, get out of there because but you're Ed, asked Ed, to be this in is, jail this is, for no This is a, an anti-fascist organization that does peaceful yeah. protesting and they're defending democracy. So I don't understand what, what's your problem. I don't, I don't get it. Well, the original Antifa, you know, anti-fascista action in, uh, in Germany was, uh, was a hundred percent funded by Moscow um, for the purpose of overthrowing the Weimar government. And uh, the reason Hitler came to power is he was the only one who was willing to fight. Um, and, you know, we need to have a, a, a non-Hitlerian solution. Mm -hmm. Let's put it that way. Uh, I, can, um, I just I can't think of a better way to defend democracy than tampering with the beat jury. the crap out of people. Yeah. yeah. And that, that too. Yeah. 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 I mean, the problem but, is, as much as we knock the justice system, ultimately it was a jury, and yeah, that's the citizen citizenry. Well, I, again, I, it goes but, back to the it, the Derek it Chauvin, been moved. The, the, the Derek Chauvin trial. Um, uh, 
somebody this week who was just holding the crowd back. By the way, I was rooting for him to get life. So that don't, I don't know if you want to go there. <laughs> all, there was a cop there and all he was doing was holding the crowd back. He got five years in prison for uh, George Floyd's death. Yeah, to me, I, that makes sense. Because if you're, ridiculous thing me, I've ever heard of. if you're blocking me from saving someone's life who's being murdered, I think you are a murderer. So I, I don't have that problem with that verdict. I watched him a thousand times. Yeah, he did. And the coldness, that's psychopathic, the coldness of that man. Well, I'm not so we, against we that. We discussed that. Of Chauvin, you mean? You're, you're, no, no. You the cop who was holding people back. <laughs> it's just like I could not do that. I would be looking over my shoulder and say, oh, my God, oh, my God. This It was just psychopathic, the coldness of that. So that's my two cents on that one. But Okay. I'm not going to compare that to the Andy No verdict, where he apparently yeah. was a totally innocent victim, having the you know what beaten out of him. And again, just to discuss that Seven Eleven case, you know, they're prosecuting the uh, beat downers, and some people saying it's vigilantism. First of all, it's not vigilantism. The guy was actually in their store, robbing their store, saying he had a weapon on him, if I understand it correctly. Yeah. And at what point? Either America is going to be beaten down totally into submission, or you're going to see a lot more of this, I'm afraid. Well, in the United yeah. Kingdom, they have essentially banned the right to self-defense. If you are attacked, even attacked with a, with a deadly weapon, and you attempt to defend yourself also with a deadly weapon, and you are successful in defending yourself, you are going to go to prison. That is the way it is in the United Kingdom. They have completely and utterly banned self-defense. And I, I, that, so we know what the goal is. That's the goal. And uh, the fact that they have these yep. SA equivalent goons running the streets in some of these cities, um, you know, it, uh, if you, you are perfectly, it's perfectly reasonable for you, you to defend yourself in any state in the United States uh, if you are attacked with deadly force, right. it is totally legal to defend yourself with deadly force in all 50 states of the union. But there are some states will put you in jail for that. But, and, you know, uh, this story, it just it's just another one on a whole bunch we've seen over the recent years, whether it's the, the couple in Missouri that had the, the guns and were trying to defend their property and they end up being prosecuted. And then we've seen. um you know, in New York, where somebody was defending themselves, and the prosecute, prosecutor went after the guy that was a store owner. And this week too, you got there was a, a video uh, that went viral of the six six defending the store. Somebody was stealing stuff from the store, and they ended up trying to stop him and giving him a beat down. And I, I jokingly said in our Secret Fact channels that Alvin Bragg's going to now go after these people. I mean, and it's like not really a joke because he, he might just do it. You, well, you the know, weird thing know, is, every, is if you're, if you're one of the innocents, you're, you're really now a target. They, they've, they've right? essentially legalized shoplifting in a number of these cities. San Francisco is the obvious one. Yeah. And um, the people are told just let them shoplift. And then the stores mm -hmm. are closed. Like they closed the whole San Francisco center ball. One of the most, yeah. When I lived in the San Francisco area, one of the most beautiful malls in the entire country. I mean, absolutely gorgeous. The whole thing is closed down because of uh, they uh, because of crime. Right. Um, and and that's yeah. what. And then they complain that there are 
food deserts and <laughs> and and uh, uh, what's it called uh, a drug you know um, pharmaceutical deserts in these cities because all the CVSs are closing and all of the other things are closing and then you get these bodegas like in New York where uh, the weird thing about insurance it's like oh don't worry they have insurance they have insurance well yeah they have insurance for the first time they're robbed and they probably have insurance the second time they're robbed but by the third time they're robbed they don't have insurance anymore you know the insurance company is not like it's not like the government. They don't just keep paying and paying and paying. The insurance company is going to say, okay, you're getting robbed too much. We're canceling your policy. And I, I, I don't know what people are. Oh, they just have insurance. So the targets are closing. The, you know, the Walmarts are closing. All these big stores are closing. And then you leave it to these little bodegas run almost always by immigrants. And the immigrants come here to the United States and they think they have rights. They think they have the right to defend themselves. Well, guess what? Not in New York City, not in San Francisco, not in some of these other cities. They don't have the right to defend themselves. So they I'm read happy it. to report, Ed, that it looks like the authorities are saying they are not going to bring charges against the beatdowners. And that would be terrific. Yeah. So I, as- I, in, in Virginia, if they had done that and the guy had a, a, you know, the guy said he had a knife or displayed a knife or whatever, you could shoot him and kill him. Right. And easily. And right. that, shoot that's him. I mean, to play just, devil's advocate, shoot him is one thing. Continue to beat him when he's down is another. Mm-hmm. So it's not my legal. No, no. You, 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 can, you continue to beat him until he surrenders. Now, it looked terrible. Right. But the point of using force in an altercation like that is to use force until he surrenders. That's the point. And so, yeah, it did look bad, but he was still fighting. So no, I think the interesting thing is well, Al, that's a, Al Bernard like George Floyd. Most people didn't think it looked bad at all. <laughs> well, I don't think George. Let's take it back to um, you know the guy in in Los Angeles uh, that started the, Los Angeles, Rodney King. Mm-hmm. When the jurors were shown the entire videotape right. of the Rodney King beating, they realized that he was still struggling and he was still fighting the cops. Now, when the cops tell you get on the ground, put your hands behind your back, what do you do? You go on the ground and put the hands behind. Is it just sometimes? No, it's not just. In a lot of cases, it's just, you know, the, I don't believe the cops are miracle workers either. But if the cop tells you to get down on the ground, put your hands behind your back, you get down on the ground and put your hands behind your back. You don't start fighting them. And it's the same thing with the guy with the 7-Eleven beatdown. It's like he, he had it. He should have surrendered. But he didn't. So they kept beating. So I think I want to add one thing for the rights. Go ahead, Ed. Go. I was just going to say I I didn't want Ed your your comment about the insurance to go by without pointing out that Target and Walmart are funding these thugs and encouraging them po- politically and publicly every chance they can. So if they've lost their insurance and they take losses. I don't feel even the least bit of sorry. Well, Target and Walmart almost certainly are self-insured up to some fairly large amount of money, $10, 20000000 million, and then they get reinsured after that. If you're a big enough company, it can be self-insured. But like these little bodegas, they aren't, you know, they, they get too much. They have too much loss from, uh, from being uh, robbed. They're just going to go out of business or move to some neighborhood where they don't get shoplifted or all right. the time get out move 
yeah. need, these, need yeah. these animals to themselves. Which, like we're saying, that's what's happening. And for the most part, people who are living in these cities did vote for what they're getting. So, yep. A shame for the immigrants. That is true. Yes, people are voting for this garbage. <clears throat> so, okay. That is a good topic as well. Ed M. Yes. <laughs> What's to you important stories this week? Well, I think that you hit on the most important stories already. I think the Trump indictments and the corruption of the legal system are probably the biggest indictments. I think the continued, um, you know, if I'm going to look for something that's not the most important, but still a, a good story, the the growing recognition in blue states about the migrant crisis is is a pretty good story and a pretty big story i think i mean, mean it's like not the governor of Massachusetts declaring a state of emergency yeah what was this the state of emergency what the governor of Massachusetts declared a state of emergency because of the migrants there the immigrants and that's so they have like Jersey. four they had like 5600 i think i read but i don't remember and New York is going absolutely berserk over it. And I think it is a very, very big story. You're totally right, Ed. The, the, the not in my backyard crowd. Yep. It's, well, anytime they declare a state of an emergency now, we have to have our antenna up because it could be for ulterior motives. Well, we may get shots again, but yeah, it really yeah. is. I mean, Massachusetts, we didn't, I didn't even know until they declared that that Massachusetts was getting these people bus there other than that little Cape Cod thing. So, and I thought the Obamas had opened mm -hmm. up their $12 million home to the immigrants anyway, and it wasn't an issue. Right. So. Well, speaking of the Obamas, the, the death of his chef is a pretty interesting story too. Is it interesting or are we just fishing for conspiracies? It's, it is titillating i guess it's Arkan it's sort of an arkansas kind of you know adjunct um it, it is weird you know that you can drown that an experienced swimmer can drown in eight feet of water and yeah you know, it's weird it is weird a lot it's of right, it's clintonian it is very clintonian yeah i i don't know um i don't Maybe know enough about a democrat it. i'm sorry Maybe we should call it Democrat. Clintonian has a nice ring, though, but yeah. I like Clintonian. And, you know, there's a, another guy, did he just write a book? But I saw a whole article about, you know, the first book about Obama in 2015, which was not totally, um, what's, how do you pronounce it, hagiographic? Hagiographic? Yeah. Um, and now some other writer coming out again with the gay rumors and you know Obama's not running the government because he's super lazy. I forget who I'm who it is I'm referring to, but I did read the article today. I've always said that I don't think Obama's running the Biden administration because he's too lazy, self-centered, and would rather just bask in his own glory. But you, you kind of have to wonder if you have any tinfoil left in your drawer. Is there something weird about that? That death? well, I mean, Obama. I, I, you know, I don't think Obama is actually dictating policy, but he is greatly influencing the personnel choice, right? And I, I personnel is policy. So, in that sense, I think Obama. There are people who, who would like to say that he is dictating policy. I've never bought it just because I think I don't think he feels like working that hard. So, yes, 
his people got in, whether he put them in there or they got themselves in there or people wanted them. But I don't think he's all that involved day to day because he's not. Is it that he doesn't want to work hard, Steve, or he's just not smart enough? I've never thought he was a smart guy. Um, I thought he was, I always thought he's smart. I always thought the reason he didn't release his school records is there were not room for enough digits for his IQ and his grade scores. I think the reason he doesn't release his school records is because they would show he applied as a foreign student. Right. I totally yeah. agree with that. Even if he's smart, I think he is lazy. I think himself he admitted he's lazy. I, I think he is. I think he is smart. He, he, I, I, again, there's there's smart and there's smart, right? You know, um, I I think he is just about as narcissistic as Trump, but much more measured in his um, in his speech. Mm-hmm. I, I he all reports say that he goes into these meetings and he thinks he's the smartest person in the room. I go into these meetings. I'm pretty smart. I go into these meetings. I'm like, damn, I don't know anything about what's going on. Okay, Ed, like, Ed I'm going to challenge you. Is the reason that he's not as, um, what's the best word, irritating, brazen, or whatnot is Trump because Obama gets the adulation and the adoration when he's in the room. He doesn't need to insist on it. When he walks in the room, people put their hands under his feet to walk on so you wonder if Obama were to be challenged, I would bet he gets quite nasty like any good narcissist. Well, I, I yeah, he was never challenged. First of all, McCain never challenged him as far as my, you know, McCain was a human well, garbage himself, but he never challenged him. In fact, in a lot of ways, I think McCain threw the election just because it would be, you know, better for the country. And then there was Romney, right? I mean, oh, my God. That's never challenged him. Nobody around him ever said he was the absolute smartest human being to ever live. He gave me a mighty sneer when I had a run in with him. You met Obama? Did you really? I ever tell you guys this story? No. Well, you didn't tell me. I I, I was at a rally at Temple University when he was there to um, promote SESTAC for Senate. Okay, stack. And I, I was with Americans for Prosperity at the time and managed to sneak in and infiltrate the rally. And then I, cool. I managed to also get a little something to go all the way up in the front. So I was all the way up in the front. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> and amazing. So, um, the ra- when the rally was ending, I, I actually was able to sneak a sign in. And it was this was back in 2010, mind you. And so we had these signs, November is coming on one side and I am AFP on the other. And all of a sudden, at the end of the rally, you see me break it out like this. <laughs> and, tr- and and Obama was there and, and I shoved the sign right in his face. Oh, my God. I, I am AFP. And we were, we, we, were, we were evil incarnate back then, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> Regular and so I can only imagine the heads that rolled after. I got into that rally and had my little fun with him. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's funny. The only president I ever uh, met was yeah. uh, Bush, Bush the elder. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't say I met him. That, that's my only encounter with a you, you, wait, isn't with he the president one who said of the United States in my life. <laughs> he said to get into people's faces, didn't he? So you just did Well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, he gave me quite the look. 
that's funny. Now, the other ongoing story, obviously, is the Hunter Biden, Devon Archer, Devon Archer business. And again, for our side, it keeps piling, looking worse and worse. The other side keeps saying it's a bunch of nothing burgers. And I don't know if the window ever actually moves in anybody's head. There is some Democrat who came out ripping into Biden a little bit. So maybe there's like a little chink in that armor. That's a bad word. Um, <laughs> sorry. Which one? Armor? <laughs> yeah, armor. That's the one or, I was thinking. We're in that. Yeah. Okay. Right. I thought maybe you used the wrong pronoun there, but go ahead. I I I, I have heard that some of the Devin Archer stuff is being picked up by the mainstream media. That's all I've heard. Uh, right. And they're so read the mainstream media. He wasn't in business with him, and maybe Hunter isn't the absolute angel we portrayed him as, but it definitely didn't involve Joe. That's like their next retreat. But it's kind of interesting. Will most of the country ever figure out how bad this is? They released that other document saying, I don't know, another tens of millions of dollars or something. This really is quite the scheme. I wouldn't have to assume Bill and Hillary are not happy. No, they did the same thing. They just were more this clever is, about it. I don't know if they were more clever. I think they're wondering how they could they have milked it even more. Well, they created the foundation and people. That was after. But was Bill bringing in this kind of money when he was in the White House? I mean, Biden did this as vice president as well. Well, Bill, uh, you know, he had all that graft in Arkansas before um, the presidency. Um, I don't know what he was doing while he was president. That's an interesting. I'm not even sure Biden is doing the graph thing now while he's president. It was no, I don't think he is now. Vice right. Yeah, time. it was always vice president. But I think this Bill is, had other things going on. This is way up there with the Clinton Foundation for grift, and I think it's going to be tens and many tens of millions of dollars from many many places. Oh, I think that uh, you know, I think the Clinton Foundation was upward of the, of a billion dollars as far yeah. as the um, you know, it, over time. You know, it might have been. You know, hundred million dollars a year for ten years, something like, that. and that—that that is the all-time, all-time graph. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I have no idea what um, what's going to happen with this. Obviously, the the prosecutors tried to sneak a, a get out of jail free card into the agreement that the judge caught, um, and so I don't know where we're going to go from here on that. Um, I assume they're going to write up more BS and try to push that through. I just, you know, will the congressional hearings and more stuff coming to light ever make a difference to the press? It always seems like there's a little bit more leaking to that side, a little bit more leaking. Again, is it just part of trying to get Joe out of the way? Who knows? It's time to it's time to, like, focus on, you know, were there any actual payments to the big guy? I, I you know, again, well, nobody handed him money. That's for sure not, but that's not no. a great test. No, no, no. I mean, it was all written down that the big guy was going to get 10%. And if there's ever any trail that the big guy got the 10%. Do you really you think know, he opened up an account in the name of BG? Come on. I don't know. He might have, you know, in the Caymans or. I think they're keeping their options open. I don't think they've decided yet whether they want to get rid of Biden or not. And they're doing just enough of a drip. So that if they want to get rid of them, it'll be easy, but not enough of a drip that they have to do it. I think they're keeping their options open. Or or they're dangling their ammo. The issue with getting rid of Biden. How do you dangle your ammo to a dementia-riddled person who doesn't know what's going on? 
That's an interesting question, but I, if I answer that, I have to use my professional uh, qualifications. And the, the problem that. with getting rid of Biden is then it would be impossible to coronate um, Gavin Newsom without going through primary fights with my man, RFK Jr. And so they, I, they, I, they could do it after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can cheat. Yeah, they, they, they cheated can do, with Hillary. They can it's cheat, like Rob. I mean, Senator Torricelli in New Jersey, they just pulled the switcheroo before the election. So right, right. Uh, Biden could get the nomination next next by next summer after the convention. Oh, you know, he's got a health issue. Uh, and uh, whoever we want, we just put him up. Yes, yes the press will chime in saying we always plan to do this and everybody always knew it. No story here. Yeah, De definitely possible. I mean, I think they're dripping it because I think they do want him out and they're trying not to have to pull all the triggers. But just, I, I would well, be again, afraid of pulling triggers. Because who knows what other deep, dark secrets everybody holds on everybody and they may not want to fight that hard. There is a lot of institutional pressure to keep Joe. And that's all from the people who are in power, right, who are. The people in the Joe Biden administration, they want to keep Joe because they know that if Newsom comes in, he's going to bring in all these he people from California. Of course. Right. So the, the fact that it's the fact that it is not actually a democracy doesn't mean that the oligarchs don't have fights with women. Right. So I, I, I think there is a lot of institutional inertia in just keeping things the way they are, because all the people with jobs keep their jobs and they have their power and they do their thing. And I, I think that's what's keeping Joe. In, I mean, anybody who looks at the guy with an objective view would say, OK, we've got to get rid of him. But that's not the way Washington works. It's all about power. The people who have power now don't want to get rid of it. And they would have to give it up if it switched to Newsom. By the way, what's the deal with the Senate right now? Because I saw Diane Feinstein fell in her house and she's practically incapacitated and Fetterman still isn't there, right? He's just. I think he's there. Yeah. I think he's is in he? the Senate. Sure. Yeah. Okay. He was I, thought, I thought he was still like sick somewhere. So. <laughs> no, he, he was at a, uh, he and Biden, it's like two months ago, like he and Biden were at a, uh, an event in Pennsylvania. There was a flood or a, something. Bad happened, some sort of a natural disaster, and they were there. And it was the most comical thing, you know, ever put on television. Yeah. Fetterman and Biden trying to give speeches together. That that, you know, I mean, if 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 some Saturday Night Live back when it was funny attempted to do a sketch like that, everybody would think it would be impossible. Okay. You know? Right, but exactly. No one would believe it. So Fetterman is able to just still stumble into the chambers and make his. And McConnell's, uh, out, there saying, McConnell's out there saying, don't impeach, don't impeach. Hmm. The typical rhino. Uh... OK, any comments about Ukraine? Uh, what's the old senator from uh, Pennsylvania? Uh, Santelli, Santorini, San, San, what's his name? Santorum. Santorum. Rick Santorum. He said you, he, he came on some program and said you cannot impeach Biden for what he did as vice president. You only can impeach him for what he's doing as president. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, where'd that come from? I, I well, have no idea. I mean, if we can impeach a president after he was president, 
<laughs> when he's I mean, no longer anything goes right yeah. right exactly yeah. so. i have no idea what the legality is of impeaching someone for taking bribes while yeah. he's vice president but i would assume that that is relevant pretty, pretty soon we'll just have pre-impeachment we'll yeah before you become president that's an interesting idea. yeah just impeach him before yes. like pre-boarding the airline I, that's the thing i gotta go at seven but what do you think like obviously they want trump not to run and this whole thing is that obvious know, that's not obvious yeah. to me well yeah yeah they want to put him in prison blah 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 but i i really think he's just doesn't they want to do whatever's possible to get him not to run and i think that if he he said i'm not going to run they would all he would uh they'd offer him a sweet sweet plea deal uh, on all of these charges. some of them want to see him dead and i actually think they do want him to run because they think they can destroy him so i don't know i think i don't see any out. evidence that they don't want him to run i think if anything that would make their whole house of cards fall they they want him to stay in the race they want him to run they want to be able they want to be able to use the prosecutions against him to inoculate right. themselves but more importantly if he leaves the race what are they running on they don't have anything to run on. Well, they're the not picking everybody else. No, the Democrats. Oh, the Democrats. God uh, knows. But everybody the else will to distance themselves I mean, from Trump. They, 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 beat Trump. The they beat Trump in 2020, and they beat him like a drum. Now, all four of us think that it was a stolen election. But from the Democrats' perspective, and that's what we're talking about here, they think they beat him in 2020. They think they beat him like a drum since he left office. If I'm a Democrat, I'm not scared of Trump at all. At all. I don't he doesn't put any fear in me. I'd be more afraid that he quit. Although there are um, some leftists saying th this is well, he could win, which I don't know if yeah, that's true. I mean, this this um, is the problem that Republicans have in the in, with the primary and who they want to choose, because who who do they really think is the right guy for next year? And you gotta remember Trump can press, win. Trump brings more money to the press than anybody else out there. And if they had him as president, they know that they'd be in better shape. So, yeah, I, I'm not. Well, I got to go, Joe. I have I have another meeting. Uh, I, I I don't think I, I don't. It's we live in interesting times. It's the Chinese. I don't I don't know what's going to happen um, in in this election. It'll be interesting to find out. And uh, you know, I'm not, I have no, I have no, uh, I have no card in the Republican primary because I'm voting for RFK in the Democratic primary. I've already decided that. I'm, I've already decided that. So I have, I have no interest. I'm a completely detached observer for the Republican primary. Um, but I will see you guys uh, next week and we have to decide what we're going to do on the night of the uh, debate. All right, that's two weeks uh, from now. We can we can argue tonight, right? Yeah, we can argue with yeah. the two weeks. All right, talk. Do you we guys know what later. time the debate is? All right, Ed. See ya. Somebody said eight o'clock. We'll figure it out. Very interesting. You do an all nighter. <laughs> yeah, my problem is I really don't have the stomach to watch debates, but that's one of my weaknesses. Oh. I can't tolerate this stuff. It's all BS and. But this time around, I think they're, they're of significance, you know. I, and I, also, again, depending if Trump shows or doesn't show, 
And I guess he's also yeah. milking the press for that suspense. That's a lot more fun than telling what he's going to mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. Now, well, why don't they say to him, if you don't say you're coming, you can't come and give him a deadline? I don't know. I don't know. Can he just string but, it along? So. Uh, and what were you just saying about, about Trump? I had a something I was going to say. What were you, what were you saying? Me? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was saying that the Democrats have no fear oh, of right. whatsoever. Right, right, right. So to that point. I think it's pretty obvious that they really don't want him in, in jail. All these indictments are just going to be still. Everything's going to be hanging over him. They, I don't know. I think they, they don't. They don't want. They don't want to see a conviction before the the general election if he's a nominee. I, it, I think it depends who the they is. Throw him in, in jail during the middle of the campaign. Some of the they's want to see him tarred and feathered. And dragged through the streets. So, yeah, the they in power may not want to see that. But there's a lot of, you know. I mean, if all this is political and they're really not afraid of him, and, and this just this more stuff to have hanging over his head to to club him over the head more with, I, I don't think they want to see conviction. I think they want they want to see him just having the the, the trials. If they don't want to see conviction, saying, why are they bringing the case in in uh, front so that of all the, the so district? that. Well, I think to have all the indictments hanging over his head during the entire campaign. So I don't know if it's true, but some are saying that he's bleeding unbelievable amounts of money on all this and his campaign coffers are going down because of it. And is that part of it? Just wear him down, just attrition. Everybody knows who Trump is. I mean, I, I've heard that, too, and I think that's a bad thing. But at the same time, Trump is a completely known quantity. He doesn't need to spend money educating people as to who he is and what he's going to do people know who he is and either you like him or you don't but i mean and, and frankly that's yeah. i mean there's a lot of reasons why he's ahead in the polls i think that the biggest reason i mean ed mentioned that they're push polls right now i think more generally the methodologies of the polls are are not very scientific and not very accurate right now mm -hmm. uh, the only polls are the the only polls that matter are the ones on election day. I agree with that, but election day, that's archaic, Ed. To the to the well, extent, to the extent that there's any legitimacy to these early polls, what they're measuring is name recognition. And of course Trump has more name recognition. He is the ex-president. He is a TV star. He is a cultural icon. I mean, if I he mean, didn't he, have a lead, you there'd be something wrong. Yeah. Do you think Trump should rent room in uh, Biden's basement and run from there? Is that what you're saying? No, I think, I mean, Trump doesn't want to listen to me. Daniel and Trump supporters don't want to listen to me, but I shouldn't say that. Daniel thinks that he should make own some of his mistakes, especially on COVID. But to me, I don't think that he did anything so horrible that he can't just say, all right, well, you know, I, I, I can do this better. I can do that better. I can... You know, next time I would fire Fauci. Next time I would put down the riots. Next time I wouldn't, you know, go and, and sign the First Step Act or or I wouldn't have signed all the, the spending for COVID. I mean, there's a lot of things he could say that would re, that would acknowledge that he's he could do better and show that he will do better. But he doesn't want to do that. I mean, that, and that's, you know, Ed said it great earlier at Ed P. You know, it's a job interview, and he's not willing to show why he's he's earned the job. It's not an entitlement. He doesn't get it just because 2020 was stolen from him. 
even though I think it was, that's not a reason that that's maybe a reason, but that's not enough of a reason for me to say he's the best guy. Right. But we do know that there is a certain percentage of the electorate that isn't a cult. And to them, there's no talking. That's like I said, I think there's probably a third that are. It could be. In his corner. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. Whether he's going to get to theoretically the, the 50 plus, <laughs> I don't know. That, right? That's in question. Again, being the danger if he doesn't win the nomination. Well, of course, it is state by state. So that's for, that's for later on. So, okay. Anything we didn't get to? I wanted to hear if there's anything going yeah. on in Ukraine that anybody wanted to chime in on, um, or just the usual no. killing each other and <laughs> stepping closer and closer to the point of no return, possibly. There was some Zelensky news, but I, I can't remember what I saw. But I noticed, you know, um, he strikes him and he strikes back. And are we pulling closer to a brink? Or are we just sort of at this, you know, balance? Well, I, I think that that's, that's right along the lines of what I was saying about the drip, drip, drip on Biden. I think, I think they've put... They've put a flame under Ukraine and they've got it just to the point right before it's boiling. And if if they feel like they need a war to, to have the tail wag the dog kind of thing, I think that they're they're ready to do that. I mean, they're ready to do nuclear war and, and eliminate population. But more generally, I think that this is all strategic on their on their part. They think that, and they meaning the Democrats, Team Biden, and the globalists in the Republican Party, I think that they think that uh, Ukraine is, is an opportunity for them. We see it as a threat. They see it as an opportunity. And for them, they're going to they're gonna let it be just on the point of bubbling. And if they want it to boil over, they'll turn the flame up a little bit and they'll have a war. It's actually interesting, your metaphor, Ed. Because they're trying to get rid of gas stoves, and they're going to have to rewrite that metaphor. Uh, you can still use an electric stove for that. Can't use some of those words. We're going to have to modify it for the uh, global warming crowd. All right. I'll. Uh, I guess I'll have to start thinking about that. Or, or to say it differently, we're going to be explaining to our grandchildren what that means. Turn up the gas. <laughs> What's that? So. Mm. Mike, anything else? Well, I did notice that uh, Disney, ESPN, Hulu lost a, a, a half of well, 500, $500 million in the last quarter. So go woke, go broke. I thought that was interesting. And Bud Light or Anheuser-Busch is selling things off or yeah. something? Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure there. But uh, it always gives you a good chuckle when news like this comes uh, across the wire. and. Um, just real quick, I mean, I, all the stuff that was happening in Hawaii today is just hard to believe. I don't know if you guys. What happened now? So um, there are wildfires there, and apparently they're actually caused by a faraway hurricane. I think this Hurricane Dora, and maybe if something about the the winds. I I, I don't know, but um, oh, wow. in in Hawaii and Maui, basically an entire town was inundated by wildfire and is destroyed. Lahaina. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, somebody that I used to work with, actually with AFT, was just there, basically saying, uh, just had dinner there like the other night, and now the whole town is, is gone. So um, 
just prayer, you know, prayers out to the people of Hawaii. It's horrible. And next week you'll comment on the uh, insurance scene there, I guess. Well, unfortunately, I think the thing that happens next from this is you, you know what's coming is all the uh, global uh, climate change people are going to blame it on climate change. So you can only feel bad for about a second until it becomes propaganda. Yep. Alrighty, we will close it out for the evening. We will be back next week, regular time. Two weeks from now, we'll decide at that point or somewhere nearby. And please send feedback to the Conservatarian Exchange at libertyblock.com and have a wonderful evening.